0: For REACH MD, this is Audio Abstracts. My name is Kunjo Gandhi, and I am a practicing gastroenterologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and a member of REACH IBD. I will be reviewing an article recently published in Inflammatory Bowel Disease titled, Anti-TNF Treatment for Extraintestinal Manifestations of Inflammatory Bowel Disease. In the Swiss IBD cohort study, extraintestinal manifestations in IBD are very common, with reported prevalence rates as high as 47%. Most frequently, we see involvement of the joints, skin, eyes, and hepatobiliary tree. Specifically, this includes peripheral arthritis, ankylosing spondylitis, erythema nodosum, pyoderma gangrenosum, uveitis, and primary sclerosing cholangitis. Some of these parallel intestinal disease activity, but not all of them. Little is known about the underlying pathogenesis of extraintestinal manifestations, but it is believed that the mechanism involves a similar TNF-dependent pathway as seen in the intestines of IBD patients. We hypothesize this because of clustering patterns and also because of clinical responses of extraintestinal manifestations to anti-TNF therapy. However, there are only a few small studies that support evidence for the use of anti-TNF agents in extraintestinal manifestations. These studies vary widely in their design and measurement outcomes. Therefore, the authors of this study from Switzerland aim to investigate the role of three different anti-TNF agents on the evolution of various extraintestinal manifestations. The authors analyzed data from the Swiss IBD cohort study, which is a comprehensive nationwide cohort from all regions of Switzerland, enrolling IBD patients since 2006. The evolution of extraintestinal manifestations under anti-TNF therapy was judged by relevant specialists taking into account patient history, clinical findings, and laboratory parameters. Evolution was classified into 3 categories: clinical improvement, stable disease, and clinical worsening. The cohort included a total of 1,249 patients between January 2006 and March 2010. Of these, 366 patients suffered from at least one extraintestinal manifestation at some point in their lifetime. Of the 366 patients, 213, or 58%, were treated with at least one anti-TNF agent and analyzed further in this study. The profile of the treated patients is that 36% were men, 19% had ulcerative colitis, 78% had Crohn's disease, 3% had IBD unclassified. Mean age at IBD diagnosis was 25.2 years, and median age at enrollment into the cohort was 39.2 years. The most common extraintestinal manifestations were peripheral arthritis in 75%, stomatitis in 24%, and axial arthropathy in 22% about half the patients suffered from one extraintestinal manifestation about one third suffered from two extraintestinal manifestations and the rest had three or more duration from ibd diagnosis to extraintestinal manifestation ranged from negative 17.7 years to positive 34.2 years with a median of 4.4 years in approximately half the patients the anti tnf agent was initiated for intestinal activity, whereas in 43%, it was initiated for the treatment of the extraintestinal manifestation. Overall, there was good response to extraintestinal manifestations under anti-TNF therapy. 72% of the patients had clinical improvement of the underlying extraintestinal manifestation, 26% had no response, and only 2% had worsening. Looking closely at the specific drugs, the rate of improvement was best for infliximab at 74%, followed by adalimumab at 70%, and then certolizumab at 56%. The extraintestinal manifestations that respond the best are psoriasis, erythema nodosum, stomatitis, peripheral arthritis, and uveitis, all with response rates greater than 72%. The response rate for PSC and axial arthropathy were modest at approximately 62%. The response rate for pyoderma gangrenosum was lowest at 50%. Prior reports have not shown anti-TNF therapy to be beneficial in PSC, so it's surprising to see an effect here. It would be of interest to investigate the study's criteria for determining improvement. A significant number of patients in this study were on concomitant therapy with steroids and immunomodulators. However, there was no difference in response rates when comparing patients on anti-TNF therapy alone versus those on concomitant immunosuppressive therapy. This would suggest that the effect is mainly due to the anti-TNF agent. This study is one of the largest analysis of extraintestinal manifestation management, but it is limited in its retrospective design. Nonetheless, the findings verify that anti-TNF agents are a valuable treatment option. However, to clearly establish their role, a randomized controlled trial is needed. This has been a presentation of Audio Abstracts. For more information and for reference links of this article, visit reachmd.com slash audioabstracts.